Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. Hope you're having a good day. Well, here in the UK, the, the number of deaths from COVID have uh, exceeded today 100,000 deaths. And uh, obviously our condolences go out to all the families that have been affected by, by this uh, virus and dreadful disease. Uh, the Prime Minister came on today and gave a briefing. He didn't really say a lot today. He just took some questions. Um, but we, we could see in the coming weeks stricter border controls which we have not had in the UK since really the start of the, the, the pandemic, where other countries are, have banned UK citizens from going there. But we, we still seem to allow anybody, all and sundry, to just come here. And then they're just given a letter to say, well, here you go, you've got to self-isolate uh, for, for so many days. And I, I, I've known people to come here and just ignore that. But I think they're going to bring tighter restrictions in where people from certain countries may be forced into... Uh, from the airport just to go into a hotel and then stay there for 10 days at their own expense. Um, this seems a bit unfair, but a lot of countries are doing this already and charging people for the tests and, and the accommodation and that sort of thing. Um, the, the the industry, of course, are up in arms, the travel industry are up in arms about it because they, they see that as a further blow to the travel industry and, and some of the uh, shares in some of the shares in some of the, the travel companies fell on on news of that. Uh, so yeah, it it obviously will hit the, the travel industry, but hopefully it will be a short measure to to get us out of this. Now unemployment in in the UK has risen by the highest rate since the two thousand and nine financial crisis, the two thousand eight two thousand nine financial crisis. Uh, so I'm asking you, what can you do to earn extra money and, and really survive this this new economy, if you like. Um, we, we saw that 400 extra people were jobless in November last year compared to November 2019. That's you know getting on for half a million people uh, that, that are actually out of work. And it seems to be the young people that are going to be hit most by, by redundancies and job losses. And this is, this is quite sad. This is the young people who are just getting into the workforce, just getting. And, you know, we're talking about young 25 to 34 that have faced the biggest risk of redundancy. And unemployment now is at 5%. Uh, you know, just really just around about a year ago, we were celebrating a, a record lows in unemployment. And, and now we're up to, you know, getting on for 2 million, according to the Office for National Statistics. So you can go and look these figures up on the ONS. You can look at all the figures there and you, know, you can see for yourself. Just don't take my word for it. And the, the other sad news is that 9 million people have been forced to borrow to cope with the, the COVID uh, crisis. Um, and unfortunately, the, the lower paid, the lower paid you are and, and uh, the, the, the lower down the scale you are, the, the higher you will pay on interest on on loans, especially if you go to these, you know, companies like Wonga.com and you know uh, emergency loans and you know these people that advertise on TV 
where they have a lady saying, oh, the washing machine's broken down. Then the bubble appears above her head. Why not take a loan, a quick loan, a hundred pound loan? It will only cost you six pounds or seven pounds. Well, you know, that's six, seven percent. And it's probably going to be paid back, you know, within a month or two. So the, the interest rates on these loans are enormous when you annualize it. You know, number, these companies argue that we don't charge them annually because they're three month loans. But the annual APR interest rates probably run into the, the 30s and 40s percent. And, and it's unfortunately, it's the lower paid who get hit with these type of loans because the banks will not necessarily entertain people, you know, especially if they're not working or they're in a low paid job or they're on furlough and this sort of thing. But a lot of people are in this position now. And you know, I mean, in other countries, things are worse. People in some other countries are begging on the streets uh, where there's no help whatsoever. At least in the UK, we do have help. But it just shows you that things are changing. And will a lot of these jobs that people are losing, will they come back? That That's the big question. I think a lot of jobs will disappear during this, what, what some people call an economic reset. Now, it's not just me making this up, some conspiracy theory. You hear this from, from leaders, from the Canadian leader, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, even from, from Prince Charles, I've heard him say that this, this is a new age, a new economy, a, a time to reset is now. And, and you know, you hear this from Bill Gates and all sorts of people that, you know, the economy is, is changing. And we look at the way things are done now on Zoom, Lots of meetings are taking place on Zoom. Training sessions are taking place on Zoom. And I'm going to tell you about, about one in, in a second. And maybe things are changing forever. We, we don't know if, if some of these jobs that were there are going to come back. We see city centres being deserted now as people are sent to work from home. Now, not all of those are going to stay working at home, are they? Some of them are going to come back to, to the office because companies will want to control people more and bring them back into the office where you've got that group dynamic as well as knowing what people are doing. Because when people are saying they're working from home, are they necessarily working from home? They might be logged on, but are they also logged on uh, to, the, to their children's uh, home education as well, or, or doing their washing or, or sunbathing or going for a walk with, with the phone in their hand? You know, we don't know. And a lot of employees are complaining that perhaps their productivity is going down. Some employees, that's not a problem for productivity. But I think eventually a large percentage of people are going to come back to, to work in the offices and, and that will then affect all of the ancillary jobs in the city centres like, you know, the, the the janitors, the cleaners, the, the window cleaners, the uh, shops and all the, the, the restaurants and bars when they're eventually allowed to open. All of these jobs will, will then come back. But, but I still think a lot of jobs are going to, to disappear, not just in the year or two now, but in, in the coming years there's more AI technology, artificial intelligence is introduced. And, you know, this will force millions of workers actually to, to think about their careers and perhaps retrain for jobs and learn new skills for the new economy. Because it's coming. It sounds scary, but, you know, millions of jobs are going to go. There's no doubt about it. Over the next five to 10 years, definitely millions of jobs all over the world will, will go. We look at automation, we look at things like self-drive cars is one obvious example. How many people are employed in the uh, transport industry? You know, in America, it's well over 3 million truck drivers could, could lose their jobs. Not all of them. They're still going to need some people. But when you think that uh, this, this technology is growing so fast, and you know, if you look at people like Elon Musk, um, you know, he's already planning for the next generation of 
driverless cars when perhaps in the future we won't even be allowed to drive because these driverless cars will probably be safer than than a human they'll be talking to each other on the road to avoid each other which we'll be driving down saying get out of my way i'm in a hurry you know so it could be that we we eventually will not even be allowed to drive and you can check these these things out on the world economic forum have a look at these websites i'm just not, not just making this up but look at the, the things that could be happening in the future because you want to be prepared for the future and not just suddenly lose your job and that's it you've got no other option um and, and that's that's just one example is driverless cars but ai artificial intelligence is not something out of science fiction uh or, or some space age thing ai is is doing jobs now you know when you go into a supermarket and pay with a card and and that 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 is purely done by a machine isn't it it's, there's no, no one processing that card behind you know you pay by card you know you look at your phone app and the money's gone from your account without any human being actually dealing with that transaction you know you, you that's one example you see others where you can go on to chat and talk to a machine and it gives you the answers um even with uh, i mean the, the one that's been around for years are these phone systems where they say what you want and then it you say I'm looking for, uh, like when I ring British Gas, I, they say, so in, in, in as few words as possible, say what you want. And you say, landlord's gas check. And then they come back with say, you want to draw a check? And I said, no, landlord's gas check. And you know that, that thing is a, is a bad example of AI, but these things will get better. And you know a lot of these machines can actually pick up things better than humans, believe it or not. You know, sometimes when you... You, in certain circumstances, the machines are better at picking things up. So a lot of these transactions are already happening. And that's why I think that more and more jobs could go. And it's not just the, the low paid jobs. It's, you know, accountancy jobs. It's um, legal jobs where there are programs now that can read contracts and prepare contracts, you know, faster than highly paid lawyers. So we've all got to we're all going to have to adapt in the future. And so that's something to think about. Maybe it's not going to happen in the next few months, but this this pandemic has accelerated this progress. I've been talking about this for a few years, but I never thought it would happen so quickly. And it's accelerated this program pro, progress uh, by by around five years, I think. It's it's brought us to a stage where we're, people are having to use new technology because they can't get out and about. So things like Zoom call and working on Teams uh, as, as suddenly come to being just like that. You know, in in a year, everybody's using it. Uh, I'm even doing uh, rotary meetings on Zoom now. Lots of things. Now, eventually, we'll go back to rotary meetings in person, but a lot of things might not go back. And, you know, if you think about the amount of running around the country you do for meetings, whereas now you can just say, let's go on a Zoom call and do it. That, that's going to happen a lot more. So how is that going to affect the travel industry, all the little hotels, all of the uh, you know the rail networks and all these sorts of things all all will affect jobs in in some way or another so what do you do i think retraining means learning new skills that can earn you money not just saying well i'm going to going back to university to study history you want to learn new skills quickly and easily to, to earn you money and I'll, I'll give you on here there'll be an example of a uh I mean, in one one case, coming up tomorrow is a quick course you could do to kickstart your 2021, which is a three day insider property secret. So I'll put a link up to that. You know, in the next, it's starting tomorrow, actually, in the next three days, you could learn a lot of the insider property secrets that can teach you uh, about, about investing in property. Now, a lot of people think you need a lot of money to invest in property. That's not true. There are lots of ways you can 
learn about how to buy, refurbish and refinance properties to get all your money back out. Um, why, you know, the cash flow strategies you can use for starting a rent to rent business where you, you don't even need any capital to control a property and rent it out uh, and, can, and, and earn money from that. Lots of people are doing that. I've seen people come from abroad with no money, no experience, no contacts, uh, and, and they're suddenly running rent to rent businesses and building up quite a substantial business on rent to rent. And then that leads to them maybe buying properties later on. Uh, and it will teach you about tax strategies in property. If you're already in property, how to save tax, uh, pensions versus property investment, which is better. Is it better to put your money into pensions or property? How to make property work for you in it with just five to seven hours a week actually invested. How you can build a portfolio by recycling your deposits instead of just buying one and leaving it there because you've run out of money. And how to find all the investment money you need to, to buy as much property as you want. Um, and, and it's there. You know, there are people there, believe it or not, that have got money to invest. They're looking for somebody else to, to find deals uh, maybe present them with a deal and, and earn a commission or come in as a partner. There's money out there, believe it or not. Um, that You must believe it because I know I've seen it. You know, there, there's millions of people investing their own money, their pension fund money, because you can they've uh, repurposed their pension into a, a SAS, which enables them then to lend out money for deals. So there's there's an enormous amount of money. There's millions, even billions of pounds waiting to be invested in the right deal if you can come up with, with those deals. So those are some of the things you can learn on the Inside of Property Secrets course. Last thing I'll say is um, there's, there's some proposed leasehold reforms coming up. Leasehold in the UK means when you buy a property in the UK, you buy, uh, if it's a house, you usually buy a freehold where you own the land and the property. If it's a flat, you usually buy it using what's called, you're usually given a lease, which is like a long-term rental, after which the, the property returns to the freeholder or sometimes known as the landlord. And, and that's been a very unfair system that's, that's benefited the aristocracy and the landed gentry like, you know, the Duke of Westminster's of this world that, you know, own £10 billion worth of central London prime property uh, because they own the freeholds. People living in those properties are all, uh, you know, on, on leases, long leases. Same with all that property around Regent's Park, all those Nash properties, those beautiful cream properties around Regent's Park, all owned, mostly owned by the Crown Estate, all rented, uh, given out on leases. So when you, you, you say, I want to buy that, that flat, they say, right, it's five million. And you say, right, is that the freehold? No, it's just a lease for 50 years, 100 years. And then it eventually goes back. And you might think, well, it's 100 years is a long way away. But that comes back to the, the family. It comes back to the company. And it and it will benefit their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. That's how the some of the aristocracy have kept their money, their fortunes intact for three, four, five hundred years. But the leasehold reforms uh, are coming. I and mean, in other countries, you have common hold or share of freeholds. Yet sometimes you can get a share of freeholds here. But a lot of people are trapped in leases. And particularly when they come to 80 years, then it becomes critical to try and extend that lease. And up to now, it's been a bit one sided. You know, the freeholder or the landlord can say, well, I want this much for, the, for extending the lease. And often there's not much you can do about it other than go to tribunals. And then you're paying the, all the legal expenses for the landlord. And, you know, frankly, it's, it's a bit of a con um, when, when you look at the whole thing. And then they, they come up with this thing called marriage value and charge for that. Well, a lot of that is going to be thrown out the window and they're going to bring in reforms. Not happening yet, but these are proposed reforms by the Law Commission. And I, I prepared a, pre, a free report 
on these leasehold reforms. So if you're thinking about buying a leasehold or, or you're in a leasehold and you want to know more about these, whether you should extend now or wait until these new reforms come in, have a look at my report. I'm putting up a link for that uh, on, on the Facebook page and you can get this free report. It, it's, you know, I'm not selling you anything here. It's just a, it's a report that can tell you about the proposed leasehold reforms that could save you thousands of pounds. And don't forget, there's a property. If you want to learn more about property, there's a course starting in the morning uh, on the three day insider property secrets. It will be done on Zoom from your home. There is a small charge for it. I think it's about £97, but it's, it's very, very cheap. You know, I've paid you know, hundreds and thousands of pounds for, for similar courses, but they're, they're, they're doing these on Zoom so that that's how they're able to do it cheaper. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a great evening and I'll, I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 